0: Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pew Report podcast, a special edition of the Pew Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I'm John Leggert from PewReport.com. With me tonight on the Pew Report podcast for this special All-22 Inside the Bucks Tape edition of the podcast is, of course, the one and only Paul, Paul Atwal, the only one that it could be, to go behind the tape with me and tell you what went wrong and who is to blame for the Bucks' offensive woes in this dismal 29-19 to loss to Washington. Paul, I'm excited to have you on the show with me today because we're doing something a little bit different. We're looking at some All-22 on the show while we watch the tape and break some things down. And we're going to see how this goes. We haven't done this a whole lot, but I'm, I'm excited to look into the tape with you on this one.
1: Yeah, me too. I hope this works. We We've been trying, or we tried for the first time weeks ago, early in the season. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, if we can get this going, I think I think uh, people really enjoy it. it's so much fun to break down actually legitimately finding out what's going on, not just, you know, TV narratives or anything like that. Like, let's see the X's and O's.
0: Right. Exactly. That's that's the biggest struggle I have is that if you everybody's coming out, Brady, this Oh, Arians, this the Bucks offensive system is these two guys hate each other. We're just looking at what actually happened in the game. We have no, we're not going into this any bias. We're going to take our knowledge of football and our knowledge of the Bucks' offense, the scheme, Tom Brady, all the things that we know. We've also, I spent a lot of today talking to people who know, showing, running through a couple of these plays with people who know even better than I do. And so we're just trying to bring you the information as best as we can so that you can have the knowledge that I think the Bucks fans really want. Uh, From something like this. So, we're going to talk through all that uh, today on the show, but it's all brought to you by our friends over at Celsius. Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Telling you, it's the best energy drink out there. The taste is unbelievable. Sparkling strawberry guava is what I'm rocking today. But they get healthy energy, accelerates metabolism, burns body fat, no sugar. Yet unbelievable taste and a great variety of flavors. Check out Celsius. You can go use the banner ads at punireport.com to check out Celsius, or you can go to Celsius.com, use the store locator, find out where they sell them near you and pick the flavor that you want. Or you can just go to Amazon. You can do the variety bundle and get a bunch of them sent to you on a regular basis. Do the subscribe and save option. You can even save money as you do it. Celsius, best energy drink out there. Really think you're going to love it. Check it out. Uh, proud sponsors of the Peter Report podcast for sure. I know we're going to have some comments in the chat today, and I know some people I know some people are excited about this. We appreciate everybody um, that's excited about this. SmileGate thinks it's a clickbait title. I am not sure how a question can be a clickbait title. By definition, clickbait is something that doesn't give you what you want when you open it. I think we're going to answer the question if Brady is to blame, at least partially for the Bucs' offensive woes in this game. I, I'm not sure how that would be perceived as clickbait, um, and uh, but we're going to answer the question anyway, whether it's yes or no or, or somewhat. Uh, Taryn says, all 22, yes, and uh, Mark says it looks cool, and uh, so we appreciate everybody jumping in here. Um, obviously, Jacob shouting out the hard work and been listening to the pod for a few years. We appreciate you as well, Jacob. This is the first time we'll do something like this, um, and so bear with us as we do it. We do expect, because we think there some software upgrades will help, there will be a little bit of skipping. I'm actually going to just roll through it. I'm not going to pl- hit play on a lot of these. I'm going to scroll through them, so kind of slow motion, so you can see a little bit clearer uh, what we're looking at. So apologies if there are some skips on your end, uh, if you're watching this for the first time. That is kind of how it's going to go a little bit on this. Preface it also by saying that... We are not looking to blame anyone completely for what's happening in this game. Football is a team sport. There are players on the field. There are coaches on the sideline. They all have a hand in whether you play well or not during the games. So if we criticize a player for one play or 10 plays, they are not the only reason that this team lost this game. I've watched this whole offensive all 22 Paul has watched some of it, so he hasn't even seen all of it yet because he was at work today <laughs> watching on his lunch break trying to get ready uh, for this show for y'all. Um, so we are kind of learning some things and talking through some things as we go today. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, this is not going to be – one person is not to blame. We can tell you that much. One person is not to blame for this. This was a collective group effort. I would say the only players who played well offensively for the Bucks are Tristan Wirfs, Donovan Smith and to a degree Ryan Jensen it was not a great day for Marpet or for Kappa Um, Mike Evans I believe played really well pro football focus does not believe played very well they gave him a 59 grade we'll talk about that as we go because I I want people to see I just I have a hard time figuring out how they gave him that grade Um, and Chris Godwin did what was asked of him but overall this was a game that that left a lot to be desired for a lot of players on the offense so here we go Paul we're going to start rolling through this thing and we'll show everybody what we're looking at here. This is the first. Well, they had the penalty and then the run by Fournette. Today, we're going to look at passes that were not design passes. So, we're not going to look at the screens and the stuff that we know what's going on on those plays. We're going to look at all the checkdowns, the deep throws, things like that. So, about 27, 28 throws, maybe we'll look at if we can get through them on this tape. Some we'll take a little more time on, some we won't take as much time on. Um, and that's how we'll roll through this. We're not looking at runs today either. So, Here's the first play of the game, uh, first real pass of the game, first pass of the game, Paul. Um, This is second and 10, I believe, after the penalty and the five-yard run by Fournette. Um, And you could see Brady's immediately reading this three-man route combination to the left. Well, he does take a peek. I guess he takes a peek at the right side to start things off. But he's looking over here, and we were a little bit skeptical of this play right off the bat, right? To us, like, this is – you hit O.J. Howard in this void, right? Like, this is where the ball should go. Right now, the, that corner is sitting and it doesn't look like a, he drops like a step. And maybe that's what Brady sees and then he fires it to Tyler Johnson. But to me, it feels like the ball should go to O.J. Howard in this situation right near the sticks.
1: Yeah. So okay. so okay. first of all, I just want to talk about real quickly because it's going to come up. Pick a side reads versus full field reads. Right. Mm-hmm. With the, It depends on the play concept. Some plays you're only meant to ever read half the field. And with this particular play, the way it's designed, you can actually read the full field, and you see that's why you see Brady glance to the right. Right, he can't go the other way. Just the way that this one works, if he wants to read the whole field, he's going to glance there. I think he's probably reading number twenty-three at the bottom, seeing if he can get a quick on this Oki concept. If he can get a free little out route, he can't, so he moves away from it. Um, anyway, on the concept up top, against two high coverages, you're usually going to read this one inside out. So first, you're going to start with I'm not sure who that is on that sit route over that middle.
0: That's um, uh, might be Godwin.
1: Okay. So you yeah. would start there at number, the number three. three and then you're going to work your way outside. Yeah. Um, one thing that does happen, and this is a, in general, a good skill for quarterbacks is to know when to skip reads or to like, whether right. it be at the beginning of Cause the Cause you don't have to take the time. Read. Yep. Yeah. But this one, I don't understand. I, to me, he should start there, but he sees it. He doesn't even need to really read it. You can see it right away. It's not there. Cause they're dropping. They eight dropped a D tackle out. Yeah. Yeah, they they do this quite a bit uh, in this game. They drop eight mm-hmm. so they can bracket the guy inside. Yeah, but OJ's open, um, so you got to hit that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. This one was right away very puzzling for me. Yeah, like you said, you're reading inside out. OJ's clearly open. There's not a whole lot to read here. Like this guy's not flying out. So I mean, you just this is open and you hit. But instead, he seems like he sees this corner drop a step and he throws quick to Tyler Johnson. But this guy's able to easily rally and you know, you're hoping Johnson can make up a guy missing space, but it's it, the better process is just to take the guy that's wide open in my opinion yeah. and further yeah. down the field. Um, so that was a first play. Uh, we won't belabor some of these too long. Um, you'll see me skip through these a little bit, but overall in the game, yeah, I did think that, um, you know, this was, you know, this was kind of the first half was just kind of a comedy of errors by everybody. There's, there's more drops in the first half. There's more pass protection mistakes in the first half. Um, didn't like that one by Brady, but I think overall in the first half, I think the, the rest of the team's got to own some of these mistakes too. Um, so here's Brady on uh this was this is third down. This is the throw to Tyler Johnson that was incomplete. Tyler Johnson's number two here uh in the slot, and Chris Godwin's number three here closest. And you could see that this is where protection comes into it. Protection was a big part of this. You heard Bruce Arians if you heard his press conference today. Changed his tune a little bit, right? He wanted to throw Brady under the bus yesterday. I'm just kidding. I don't think he actually threw Brady under the bus. That's just national media overreacting. But he he, he changed his tune a little bit, and he said, "Okay, the offensive line, you know, didn't play very well, especially early in the game, uh, and that was a big reason why we got in the hole that we did offensively." And he's absolutely right. This is a pretty clean win by John Allen against Sally Marpet. I mean, this is immediate. Brady's gonna get belted. He's got. He doesn't have any chance to move. Not that he needs to here move sides of the field or anything. I thought he made the right throw, made the right read, and honestly, it's a really good throw considering he's getting lit up as he releases this ball. That's as hard a hit as he's taken all season. Here's my big issue, Paul, and I'll let you sound off on it. Tyler Johnson struggled in this game, and one of the big reasons is he's not a great athlete, so you have to do all the little things right. You cannot afford to come out of your break slow. Here he is throwing up a hand way before the ball's even there, slowing down. You've got to come out of this with speed. He's reaching for the ball. It's not even there yet. You've got to keep running and run underneath this throw. He's trying to one-hand it from the time he comes out of the break, basically. It's too slow. It's not what you need. NFL speeds, that's not how you operate. He's got his hand up here. You can see the ball's not even there yet. It's about halfway there, and he's already stretching for the ball. You need to run full speed, run through that catch, then turn upfield. Thought it was actually a pretty good throwing decision by Brady.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Washington playing two man coverage here. So the out route's going to be a good option against it. I know it might be kind of hard on, on my end. It, it is lagging a bit. So you might not be able to tell exactly what it looks like coming out of the break. But uh, I've seen it on my on my computer. Yeah, he does. He doesn't accelerate out of the break the way you need to. He's like if he's doing this against zone coverage, he's going to get away with it. But against man, you have to be accelerating out of that break. Instead, he's slowing down out of that break. And I, I agree with you. I think the placement on this one is is just right. Um, but, yeah, there's not a whole lot more to say about this. We already talked about Tyler Johnson and his overall poor separation. We talked about that on Thursday. We talked about it on Sunday. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I see – I'll check the chat. Periodically, Terrence Davis says, Are we saying Brady gets hit once in the game? It's over. He might be addressing other commenters here. Um, I just will preface by saying I, I don't think th- this is such an easy narrative to latch on and that's one of the most dangerous things that we can get into in the media. Is a lot of people don't understand the game. And so they attach themselves to easy narratives like Brady got hit once in the game, early in the game by John Allen on the first drive. And so after that, he was scared. Just think logically for a second. Like, even if you think that there's some semblance of truth to that please just think logically with me for a second. Like Brady has played 20, what, 21, 22 years. I don't even remember at this point. It's been so long. Do you really think that in a one o'clock game against the Washington football team, a hit in the first drive of the game is just cooks him for the game? You know, I mean, I know Terrence is asking this facetiously, but I know people have said it realistically. And I know people have said it on Twitter and I've seen media people write it. It's just crazy. Like that is... Even if there is some truth, we would never be able to prove it. And there's no logic for it. Given this guy's career track record, we've got to dig a little harder and a little deeper for why things happen. It just, it's, it's, I don't want to say lazy because I'm not trying to disparage people's work ethic. I'm just saying it's so easy to attach yourself to a narrative like that. When you think logically for a second, like, can you prove that? Okay. No, obviously you can't. Is there a track record for it being true before this? No, there isn't. There I isn't, but people
1: think there is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just absurd. I mean, he's been belted a couple other times this season too, and he's made some of his best throws while he's getting crushed. Last year, some of his best – It just, it's just silly. Like, that just – it just is not the case. That's all that there is to it. Um, you know, we we are going to see some examples of plays where Brady, I think, could have made something happen down the field. But acting like he was scared, <laughs> I mean, it's just – come on like we can be better than that this guy didn't get scared all of a sudden in in like year 22 or whatever like of a regular season one it just it just didn't happen folks like if you really want to believe that because it's easiest for you to believe okay but I'm just saying that that's just not what happened there's things that we can talk about what actually happened but I'm just we're never going to subscribe to the theory that Brady just got scared after one first quarter hit I mean it just just wasn't it just makes absolutely no sense. So, okay, you got the incompletes of Tyler Johnson there. We'll have a couple other examples actually in this game of what I thought Tyler Johnson uh, did not do a good job of creating separation. Uh, PFF agreed with that. At least his grade was pretty low for this game, per uh, for, for pro football focused. And we'll talk pretty openly about times we agree and disagree. So here we go. Second drive of the game, play action. I like that, right? I don't love it as much out of 12 personnel, but they're keeping some guys in. Bray looks like he's check releasing here, trying to give a shot. Brady's got a good clean pocket. Look at all the space Fournette has to work with, Paul. Not, not a hard one here for Brady, right? Like look at right. the space he has to work with underneath. Washington drops out. This is a big catch and run, probably a first down. Great way to start the drive. And Fournette just drops it right <laughs> off his chest. No doubt about it, drops it. So we don't need to go into a lot of depth there unless you had something you wanted to add there.
1: Nope, just nope. The Action works, just that's straight.
0: Yes, yeah, so play action works. Yeah, <laughs> you'll hear Paul and I say that a lot. And the play action works. Right. Um, I mean, look at this. Tons of space. This is just the. I'm not sure how you dropped that one, but it's. Format. I mean, if, if we if
1: we want to nitpick, one. I think Brady could have taken a bit of zip off that ball, but it hit him right in the chest, I and mean, he it wasn't like a bullet. But whatever.
0: yeah, I know people say that sometimes, but man, I, it's the NFL. Like that's that's all I feel. Yeah, anyway. But a ball I, ball I know, I know. machine, you can catch that. Yeah. Right. Like that's So I've seen these guys stand right in front of a jugs machine yeah. every single day, belting it, you know, you got to catch the ball and I know he wants to get it to people quickly too. Um, here's yeah. the throw to Darden. Very next play underneath. Boom. Darden makes the catch. We obviously know what happened after this, but talk to me about the play, Paul, what did you see on this play? Uh, it was pretty quick to Darden here. Um, Obviously there's no pressure on this play. Did you feel like there was somewhere else maybe could have gone with football or did you like this, uh, this process by Brady?
1: Uh, no, I liked it a lot. So I think this is, this looks like cover three to me. So he's got that other receiver, Evans. He's stretching this outside corner up. Uh, you're, you just want to attack these flats, like this quick underneath area against cover three, kind of mm-hmm. towards the outside, where Darden is or even further out. Like another thing you right. could do is you could send Evans on a go route and then just Darden on a flat route. You can take that out. But basically, this is the area you want to attack. This is a good read, good play, good design, you know. Yeah.
0: And, and he gets you halfway to the first down yardage maybe more if he can break this tackle and get upfield. Um, but yeah, so it's good read I agree with you completely you know, you're taking what's there immediately um everything even to the other side of the field i think is not where you want it to be uh, cover three corner is kind of eye and can break but you know, he doesn't need to even get there and we talk about this a little bit uh, too because uh, you know what he need what he wants is open and so he hits it and again, it's just
1: uh, one more thing on this play john yeah. i think this is a good example of the pick a side thing. Right. So, again, this is another pick aside play. Pre snap, Brady has to decide am I going on up top or am I coming down? He's not going to go from down over to the left side unless he sees the safety rotate. Because right. ba- just look at this concept the one at the bottom, this is designed to be a single high safety coverage. The one up top is designed to be two high safety coverage. So, what does Brady do pre snap? Okay, is so it one safety, two safety? As soon as he takes the snap, did the safeties rotate? No. Okay, I'm sticking with what I initially thought. I'm going to go down here. That's how this works.
0: Yeah. Interesting stuff. Okay. We'll keep moving. Darden obviously screwed that one up. And so that's turnover second. So you have uh, what we would say, Brady, one battery to start the game, then first down throw to Tyler Johnson, poor route, uh, we would say there. And then um, second drive Darden's mistake to turnover. So that's how um, both of those drives end. Just to give you an example, um, we see a run by Lenny here. We won't do the runs. Just for the sake of time, uh, trying to get through and and look at some of these passes. Uh, Here's Brady motions for net out, uh, out of the backfield, um, on uh, second second down and I think five maybe. Um, so he looked. This is a quick one right away. Godwin, we won't. We don't need to look at that one too much.
1: Yeah, that's a designed screen, right?
0: Right. We're trying to skip the design throws if we can for the sake of time. Um, For this one. So then they get into a short yardage situation. Leonard Fournette gets rocked. Allie Marpet did not have a great block on that play. Uh, Linebacker shot the gap, too, which made things tough. Cole Holcomb played great for Washington. I know that. I don't know if there's any UNC fans out there, but Cole Holcomb, he he had the game of his life in this game. I know he hasn't created well for PFF, but Uh he had the game of his life. I know we're doing.
1: I just glanced over at my TV and Stafford just threw the worst interception I've ever seen. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so good news for Bucks fans early. <laughs>
0: are they are they winning? Or is, is, uh... It's 0-0. Zero, 0-0. Zero. Zero, zero.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, here we go. Brady uh, takes a snap. This is first and 10, I believe. Uh takes a snap here, and there's protecting with five. And you see Marpet all of us already getting worked back a little bit here. And John Allen is coming. So he's got to get this ball out. Uh, Immediately what Brady sees here, and I'll let you take over because you have a lot of thoughts in this play now. But Evans, linebacker dropping out, linebacker's head's turn, Evan coming across the middle of the field. This area he's throwing to with great anticipation. He believes Evans will beat this coverage and be in this space where he's throwing it to and releases the ball. And I think it's just a long throw. I, I don't know how much more there is to it, but I'm curious what you saw too.
1: Yeah, so it's just, it's just oh, by the map. way this isn't
0: this isn't skipping by the way just so people know I'm not actually playing the play I'm just, I'm kind of like gliding through it like in a in a fast forward mode so people can see it like frame by frame basically just so you know. Right. Go ahead. Um yeah,
1: I think the throw is bad and the decision is good, which is weird because on on the TV broadcast the way the the ball came out and it looked I was like what what is he even seeing there? But I think you nailed it John, you're you're talking about his anticipation right here if you go back a little bit just to the moment where he decides to throw John. Yeah. Um, you'll see like this basically right here, Yeah. right here. Like this is, this is what makes him so good is the fact that he can see this. Like he doesn't need to see a guy open to, to throw it to him. He's done this, nope. this year he's done his whole career and it's, it's, it's so, it's such an amazing, uh, uh, asset. But the problem is I think he just screws up on his mechanics and you can see it easier from the uh, end zone angle. Um, this is something I really haven't seen much from Brady at all. Is He has such clean and consistent mechanics. But what I see is during his load phase, as he's bringing the ball back, right here, he hesitates at this moment. And then then he decides to bring it back up. At that point, he's lost all momentum on his actual throwing motion. And there's just no zip on that ball. He, that's why it comes out as like a, like a soft lob. But what he's trying to do is he's, he, he's thinking, okay – Evans can beat this linebacker horizontally, and you'll see by the time the ball actually gets there, Evans is open. So he he was right in that way, and he's he's thinking, okay, there's no one that's going to drive down and smoke him. The safety's too right. far away. I can put yeah. it high in the front. But instead, as soon as he double clutches it during his throw, he loses all that power, and and yeah, that goes all out the window, and it's just it ends up as a terrible throw.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's an overthrow for sure. I do. I did wonder watching live how much this contact from Cole Holcomb at the top of the route disrupted evans and i don't see from that play that you know evans throws up his hand here and i know he talked to the official after i believe but uh, you know he didn't mention after the game i don't think that that was enough to really account for throwing this one off in my opinion there's a couple other times i'll show you later in this game where evans has legitimate gripes this dude cannot get a call you can also see brady's dealing with the pressure air here right in his in his face again marpet not a great not a great first half especially for marpet um, but you know, still no excuse for this one. I think like this is still an overthrown ball. This ends, this angle kind of gives it to you and you see the safety doesn't even jump it so much as the ball just gets, gets past Evans. Uh, so he doesn't come in and, and grab it there, but it's, um, too, yeah. bad it's, it's too bad
1: that it's too bad. It's kind of glitchy like this. Cause it's hard to see what I'm talking about with the mechanics, but yeah, like I, I agree. It's just, it's purely on Brady. Like Evans runs a really good route. He, he's getting yeah. open it's a good decision but just
0: i can i can pause it uh, i'm just i wasn't looking at his mechanics but i can pause it wherever you want it to pause probably it,
1: it's it's just hard like if you if just press play like right here that at that part where he's back yeah. it's hard to tell when you're going like this but he this is where he hesitates for a second and he loses all that momentum yeah and just really oh, all right him-
0: i got you yeah i know what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, it wasn't like a cl- it wasn't like a clean snapping throwing motion because there was no. that hesitation. Yeah. yeah I wonder if it's cause he saw that safety driving. and yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, yeah. But anyway, happen. yeah, definitely a throw that we would say was not a good throw by Brady. Uh, yeah, but it's and a- this was although I, I disagree, especially as we get into this game with some of his decisions in terms of not. terms of that he was making bad decisions with the football just in terms of he could have made better decisions with the football as we get later into this game he was not very inaccurate in this game you know i think the bucks had five drops and he only had 11 incompletions total so this was not a very what two were throwaways um so you know he was not very inaccurate in this game that was not an issue so much but it was on that interception so it was interesting For sure. Sometimes when it rains, it storms <laughs> or when it rains, it pours. Uh, here's Brady from empty. Then on the next drive, I'll let you talk about what you saw maybe on this play here. This was the one um, I think where he goes to, to Darden down the sidelines. We talked about this a little bit. This was the 29 yard gain that started their third drive of the game. Brady kind of well pumps kind of like a shoulder fake really here draws both safeties in right could hit tyler johnson or jalen darden in my opinion for a score here what did you see on this one because i know i had some thoughts but i want you to go first
1: yeah so this is the famous haas juke play that brady has run forever the bucks run it a lot um the one difference that they've made here is in, in the number ones uh that being the outside receivers on each side darden and tyler johnson instead of having the five yard hitches that you would normally have on haas juke they have hitch and goes selling that hitch Uh, And then Washington is playing uh, a a cover two zone. Uh, So the first thing, a couple things here. First thing that you would look for against a too high zone coverage on Haas juke is this number three receiver. And that's Godwin because he's going to be one-on-one and he can juke out that linebacker in a zone. But what, what Washington does again, and I talked about this earlier in this game as well, is they drop eight only sending three. So then they're able to bracket that guy Right over the middle, otherwise, right. you wouldn't be able to do that without having a single high safety. You would need to have one high safety in order to bracket the sky over the middle, but instead, because they're dropping eight, they can play too high and they can bracket over the middle. Mm-hmm. But because it is cover two, these corners stay in this cloud area and you get this whole shot. That's what this is called the yeah. area between the safety and the right corner. Right yep, so that hitch and go sells it. You get yeah, space here. It. The only thing, John, that I think I don't even You, you, I know you feel that Darden should have kept running. And to me, it's not completely clear, but I, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So here's what I say by that. I don't mean that he should keep running at full speed, like just keep going, running down the sideline at full speed, but he actually stops, turns his whole body back toward the quarterback here and loses all upfield momentum. Basically, he's kind of jumping in place saying, I'm open. I'm open. You could see Tyler Johnson here. He slows his stride, which is what you're supposed to do, especially if the safety were looming. It would make even more sense. But the safeties, both of them pinch in. Neither safety is even facing the receivers at the point of the time where Brady's really – like you can see the safety. His hips are toward the middle of the field here. Darden with probably more experience may realize that and realize he's got space he can occupy. If the safety were out here, and this was actually going to be a real true tough hole shot uh, when that with that safety really playing over the top of this route, then, yeah, he would be okay to even stop, maybe not as much as he does, um, and come back here. But in this situation, because there's literally nothing out here – This makes the throw just difficult for Brady because he doesn't know where Darden is going to be or how stopped Darden is going to be when he releases this. So it ends up, you can see Darden here. I'm open. (laughs) I'm open. And Tyler Johnson is a better job here, slows his stride and throws his hand up. But Brady's obviously not going to pass up a wide open dude down the field yeah. to come back to Tyler Johnson. So he's making the right read and everything here. But you can see Darden is kind of completely stopped, turned back toward the pocket here. And now he starts to accelerate again up the field. So how far is he going to accelerate? How fast is he going to accelerate? It makes it more of a difficult throw to judge rather than if he just continued upfield. So Brady throws it to him. Uh, and at that point in time obviously it's an accurate throw but if if darden had been able to kind of kind of throw his hand up as tyler johnson does down here and just kind of w- continue working down the field it would have been easier for brady to judge his stride and hit him in stride because he doesn't it's still a big play but it's probably a touchdown if it's a better route and if it's just a right. little more of an experience i'm not even hating on darden for it it's just experience thing like i think it's just something that would it's reality You're, you know in this situation look what the bucks are doing like Godwin and Evans are inside in this situation they know who's outside they know what they're trying to get out of this play and what they could potentially get out of this play with what washington shown them and they know they're gonna have you know this would normally be antonio brown and tyler johnson out here with this four receiver look and it's not in this situation so just yeah. little things i'd say could have been better from you know still 29 yard gain still a great play obviously pretty easy one for Darden, but he makes the catch tries to make a guy miss like things to appreciate for sure. Um, I just think those little things you could see Tyler Johnson at the bottom of the screen, even with one more year of experience, just do it a little bit better. I felt like.
1: Yeah. After understanding better what you meant, I I do agree with you.
0: Yeah. Um, Not full speed though. He, this wasn't like a go route where you're just trying to run as fast as you can down the field. Not that type of situation. So that's why I understood why he slowed, but I just think he, he get a little bit better at at how to do that. Um, Some people are upset that we're trying to teach Brady how to throw. I mean, Harvinder, here's what I would tell you. Like, if you are coming to this not expecting us to critique people, including Tom Brady, you're just probably in the wrong spot. Like, this is what we do. We've studied players, we've studied tape. We aren't saying we're smarter than Brady, but we can tell when something was off about a throw. And Brady can also tell it when he goes back and looks oh, yeah. at the tape. So I think he has the best mechanics
1: is, ever. I I, I yeah. would never I think he right. has flawless mechanics. But if you uh Harvinder, if you go back, just watch the highlights. I think you'll see it on the TV copy as well. He does hesitate and he loses all that power there. But that's not critiquing yeah. that's not like critiquing how he throws. He he has the mm. best mechanics ever.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean just but reality is reality and he would be the first to tell you when something's off on a throw like he's yeah, not like every perfect. single throw he's ever had, you know, is perfect mechanics. So uh, Norman with the five dollar super chat really appreciate that. Norman, he says, I think the receivers have too many option routes. Brady likes to get the ball out quick. We'll talk about some option routes as we go here. I mean, I don't know if it's too many, but it is a tricky thing when you have younger players playing. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's just that element to it. I think um, that, you know, it, reading things right, it's a lot of options routes in this offense, and reading things sometimes can be tricky. Well, I didn't think it was a huge issue in this game per se. So twenty nine yard gain. Gonna go to Lenny on the ground. Lenny got outside. Clear face mask, by the way. Gonna point out some officiating errors just because the Bucs are still the team to benefit less from penalties than any other team in the league. Um, but uh yeah, there was a face mask on Fournette out here, didn't get called. Um uh, it's okay, we move on. We move on, no big deal um here's a rather run by four this is actually the bucks actually ran the ball kind of well at the beginning of this game just sucks the defense was so bad can the turnovers hurt that they couldn't keep doing it because they actually the, the, you know again the difference in concepts and i'm just kind of excited i'm geeking out a little bit over the the changes in the run game that have been made um yeah. here's brady from the gun now i think this one's a pass i believe um let's walk through it real quick. Cause I can't remember which play it is. Oh yeah. This is the three man. We spent a lot of time talking about this yeah. play. Talk I, to I, you. You have thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah. I, I commented on a Reddit thread about this same play as well. So, mm-hmm. and this is why I'm glad that we, uh, that i mentioned the pick aside thing because this is exactly what this is. So this is pre-snap pick aside. Like this is not a full field read. You're not meant to go from left to right or right to left on this type, of, just the way the design works. Right. Um. So For whatever reason it is, Brady decides pre-snap that he likes to look up top better with that concept. So this is – he's not checking this down like right away. Fournette is his third read on this. This is already Mm -hmm. number three. He You can tell by kind of like just – I guess he can tell by the way that these these routes are developing that he doesn't like that look with that linebacker over top to OJ. So he gets the ball out quick. It's unfortunate (laughs) when you look back at it and you're like, oh, shit, if he did look at the other side, this would have been a huge gain. But you got to judge it from an actual process standpoint. Like, there's no realistic way for him to read this way and then go to that. Yeah, like right. maybe, but it's it's just not the way it's kind of meant to be run this play. So right. And right. also the other thing is that you can't expect. I don't know who this is. This corner. This. Uh, I think you, you, Mark Schofield, mentioned this yeah. to you. Like you expect this guy to carry vertical a little bit. Like even right. if they're not matching. That corner is usually going to stay back a little bit, and then that free safety would pick up Evans. Instead, this corner just lets Evans go right by him. Right. It's, you can't anticipate a defender just blowing a coverage that way, right? So,
0: yeah, right. That's what Mark said. I asked him about this. I was like, man, I'd love to see him just work backside because it doesn't, nothing's really that open front side. Like he's got this guy dropping out with Braid. Obviously, Howard's coming into the middle of the field. This the defender's. Kind of all, uh, covering him, and so uh, four that's obviously the right read when you're reading out this three man concept. But I was like, man, couldn't you, you know work with pretty decent time? Couldn't he work back over here? And Mark said, yeah, you're just not expecting you know this defender to totally leave and not carry at all. So you're thinking, yeah. okay, you're probably covered up over here. The only way you'd work there is, you know, like you said, you're reading out this three-man combination first, and as long as you have an option in it, you're hitting it. That's just quarterback play, though, and that's one of the most dangerous things about – I saw people were at the game actually tweeting out this play, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to to actually see it from an angle where I can see something other than Mike Evans running down the field. Um, And so now you see it and you kind of understand. Now there are plays later in the game that I'll get to – that we will get to where I believe Brady should have taken something within his progression that was further down the field. And he didn't. And totally those agree. were plays more that I would spend some time harping on. But this one, yeah, it's kind of like sucks it, when you go back and look at it. And maybe you change something else you do for the next time around. But on this exact play, there's no way anybody would knock him for not going backside yeah. on this play. You know, yeah.
1: Normally. And you should think about like what that would mean. That would mean he's giving up an open receiver, which Fortnite yeah. gets a decent game here. Like you yeah, should. Eight that yards. would be horrible process if he were like, ah, this guy's open, but let me go look over there. Maybe this guy's open down the field like that'd be really bad process
0: right right exactly right uh so th- yeah this is one of those things where you, again this is you have to understand quarterback play a little bit to be able to critique some of these things and you have to understand how reads and progressions work to be able to critique some of these things quarterbacks do not have 10 pairs of eyes they cannot see all five moving pieces at once on the field and nor are they even taught to or supposed to on a lot of these concepts so that's important thing to keep in mind people think that it's madden it's not Madden. It's not doesn't work that way in real life because decisions have to be made quickly, or nobody ends up open and you end up eating the ball for sack. Uh, that's it's just football one on one, to be honest. And so that's that's helping helpful in terms of understanding that play. Uh, I think why Brady did what he did on that play. We'll show you in a little bit what it looks like when the when it's there in the progression and he still passed it up, um, where we felt like it was questionable. We'll show you that a little bit later in in the, in the game. Um. Yeah. Here's a run for Fournette. I'll uh, we'll skip past this one. It's actually funny. First to 10 so, now.
1: You can see like the video. This is what, 29 minutes long. I'm 21 minutes in on my own watch. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to the plays that you sent me though. So like so far, all I've seen, I'm like, yeah, Brady looks pretty good. And then the ones that you sent me, it's like, oh no. <laughs> now, right. like, where, does it, where does it fall apart?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, But I think in the second half, that's the thing. The first half, again, there's like four or five drops, penalties. One drop turn and interception. You know, it was Brady had one or two ba- bad plays, I would say, in the first half. But the second yeah. half, I thought things were actually not as good, even though they put some Which is so
1: out. weird because his numbers are amazing in the second half and terrible in the first half. Right.
0: But, yeah, it just but, shows you how deceiving the box score can be, I think. That's um, right, yeah. Here's here's Brady. This was one of his best throws of the day. I know some people did not understand this throw probably because it was incomplete. It's funny. They understand that the two other times this exact throw and the same concept has happened this season because Godwin's caught both of them. It's amazing how results-based we are in the things that we think in our analysis of certain plays. Some people thought this was low by accident. This is exactly where the throw should be, low and away to Godwin. It's exactly where he expects it if you watch it. I should have pulled the tape from the other two games this season where Brady has thrown this exact ball, same route to Godwin. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's all, this is how they practice it. This is how they draw it up. You want to put it down here. You don't want the DV to have a chance to drive on it, make a play through the, the catch point. Also, you want to put it in a place that protects Godwin's body. Godwin just doesn't catch the ball. I mean, it goes right through both arms. The TV copy actually showed, the replay showed it clearly. Goes right through both arms, obviously kicked off his heel, almost was a pick. Uh, which would have been unlucky, but this just needs to be caught. Um, You know, PFF gave him a drop on this one. I obviously completely agree. Um, This ball's where it should be. It's where you want it to be, low and away. Brady actually is one of the best ever, putting the ball low and away to protect receivers. Uh, he's look, probably wait, the best bro.
1: ever. Been. Just go right back, John, just before he hits the ground, yeah. right as the ball is about to – look right there. If Brady puts that any further ahead, Godwin's getting, like, his head taken off. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, if he puts that just a bit ahead – Like, he's getting smoked. Um, I'm not going to, like, rip on Godwin for not making this catch. It's obviously very difficult. But, like you said, they practice this. They do this a ton. It's, Mm -hmm. by the way, and just – you can see, actually, yeah, run this end zone angle. Watch Brady's eyes. He gets from his first read to his second read, second read being Godwin, so quick and it's so decisive. And he knows – like, he sees it right away in the coverage and he puts it in the perfect spot. It's awesome anticipation, great placement. You see right there, he starts on mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, moves that defender just a little bit, and then rips it right to Godwin. And that's not a tight window. Like, if you go back, or sorry, if that's not an open window, like, if you yeah. go back to the uh, wide shot, and if you're just running that play, you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, throw it to Godwin there. Like, right. that's very, really high-level stuff where the quarterback and the receiver can be like, hey, we know this is actually covered, but we're that good that we can get a catch here anyway. Right. This happens to not work out, but yeah. I thought it was a, a, an incredible throw.
0: Yep, one of his better throws of the day for sure. Um, here we go. Uh, Brady. Oh, yeah, this is a quick one to Tyler Johnson.
1: Yeah, Haas-Juke again. This time mm-hmm. they do run the hitches and uh, because the corners are playing off. And I don't know if they rush – they did rush four. So he could have gone to Godwin again if he wanted to. But the way they teach this, at least I think the way they did in uh, New England based off of Bill O'Brien's clinic, is if, if that corner is off like that, take the free yards every single time. Like just, that's it. Don't even, you're not thinking about anything else. Like if that, if uh yeah, like cause it's five yards just from the catch alone. And then if anything after the catch, it's even more. So yeah, corners playing off that hitch be- is basically an alert becomes a part of the progression, hit it, move on. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Not, not a whole lot to take away from this play. I mean, it was clearly kind of where they wanted to go with the football there. Uh, You know, again, I, some of the concepts, some of the call, you know, I just, I, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we'll get to more of that later, but what, I, you know, it's not a
1: point out, John, that I do really like here. Uh, yeah. I've criticized the bucks a lot for on this type of play or on this specific play. Even you see where Godwin's lining up that number mm-hmm. three spot. Right. So often I've seen them put a tight end there. Cameron break Gronkowski, right. which kind of defeats the whole purpose of running this play against too high. Because like I mentioned against too high, that number three player on that juke route, he's going to be one-on-one against a linebacker oftentimes. times. But if if that's a tight end, that's not really an advantage anymore, right? You want your quick, fast guy who's going to be way too quick for the linebacker there. So it's nice to see in this game that 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 number three was Godwin or another receiver, like every single time, I think.
0: For sure, yeah. That was a couple times in this game for sure. And I think even when Gronk comes back, isolating Gronk, on one side of the formation and using three receivers to the other side, especially when Antonio Brown's one of those three receivers is going to be where the bucks going to have to live, especially if they're going to face some of these defenses that they've been facing where they're dropping out cover two, cover four and they're playing depth uh, a lot, you know, being able to isolate Gronk on one side of the field and really just work that three man combination with three of the best receivers in the NFL is, is going to pay dividends. I think if they can get to it consistently. So, yeah. Okay. So let's look at this one. Um, what are your thoughts on this play? This is quick fournette. I get the call I get what they're trying to do, right? Corner turns his back. He's running with Evans here, like down the field, and he's trying to get fournette outflank this guy and see if he can take it into the get into the pylon here. I understand the idea. I just don't think fournette's a great player for the play. Like he's just not fast. <laughs> not
1: just, well, I think they only had two yards to go, so they were just trying to pick up the first down, which they do, right?
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. He And he does outflank him for the first down. And so in that situation, maybe I guess it's like, it's okay. But overall, like the, to me, like, I just feel like I, again, it's third down. Giovanni Bernard's just way faster. Like, oh, see what you're saying. Okay,
1: now i right. Yeah,
0: like, I just wish there was a better player in this position. Like, gotcha. I, I know Fournette's played well, and maybe they're thinking he's more likely to break a tackle out here, fall forward for, I don't know. It's just again i just wish bernard was used more but then as when bernard get, got in in this game he didn't back me up in that at all as we're about to see <laughs> he did not back me up in that at all paul he has not had my back this season in my defensive other than his rushes right um okay so we're gonna get we're coming up on a i think we got a do we got a four net run here great awesome waist well, first down good <laughs> Um, all right, let's look at second down here. Second down. Okay, here we go. Now the people are gonna have some gripes maybe on one or two of these. We'll talk them through it. Um, this was second down. Okay, this play, first of all, I don't really love I love wheel routes. I don't really like them this close to the end zone. I just think they're too easy to cover. I mean, I think you have to have a special back to do this. And I Bernard's good. I don't know. To me, I just don't love the idea. They're just you run out of real estate, right? Like I'd like a I'd like a you know a running back on an edge defender or a linebacker down the field but in this small of a space it's just easy and you could see the linebacker has a cap the whole way Brady's got to throw a back shoulder right and it's too low the throw is not good even if the throw is better it's it's going it might be caught it's not going to be a touchdown um and it's still going to be a tough catch for a running back so yeah that's my gripe with the concept you talk about what you saw in this play maybe a little bit
1: Pretty similarly. I think it's a good decision by Brady. Like he doesn't have time to work back to the backside. You can see
0: Kappa get beat. Yeah. Kappa gets beat. So there's no time to work backside.
1: And I think, I think his idea, I think the thinking is good. Put it back shoulder. I I agree that it's not a good throw Not a good. top. It's frustrating when you do see Godwin and Evans open for a touchdown, but like you and I talked about in the text, like this isn't really a concept reason that they got open. It's more so like the defender kind of just fell down, right? Like what happened? They ran
0: into each other. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> look, you can so, see them. They're hugging at the top of the screen.
1: Because, when I look at this pre-snap, John, if you just go back a little bit, mm. what? First of all, by the way, I, I I openly admit I'm not great with red zone coverages, so this is a, it's a bit tricky to me. But to me, it looks like this guy right on the goal line, this safety. I'm not. I can't see what number he is. Um, it to me, it looks like he's about to drop into the end zone which would mean he's taking away any in-breaking routes uh, to the right. He's, this oh, guy. this yeah, guy. guy, yeah, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. guy. When I'm looking pre-snap, to me it looks like he's dropping back, which would make it so he's taking away both inbreakers. But instead, he drops down a little or stays where he is, which I didn't expect. I don't know what Brady thought was going to happen. But if he thought that that's what that defender is going to do, then it makes sense not to work that side. And you certainly don't expect these guys to just do that. I mean- <laughs> But
0: I don't even what happened. This is just a malfunction. Like this guy is looking at an outbreaking route that never even happens. Like, well, where it's a good go?
1: release to Evans. It's it's very yeah, so good stack formation, and then Evans is creating like a natural pick. He might have even, I mean, some refs might even call that OPI. It wouldn't be a very good call, but anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on this. I don't think it's realistic. I just would have I think my one gripe with this, Paul, is that. I just think the wheel route's kind of dead early. Like this guy gets out and pushes him upfield. Already you don't have the angle you want. He's flying out. You can see the bracket here for yeah. Braid. And Howard is working here where there's, so you can bypass, you know, you're obviously he's looking here first. Um, right. to, you know, But I just, I wish like it's, I don't think it's even here. And I know he doesn't have a ton of time to come back because Kappa's being bulldozed into his lap here. And it happens in a split second, but I just almost would have dismissed the wheel route Right. pretty quickly. Once I saw him chipped and once I saw this guy over, I would have tried to get back over here immediately. And then you're probably going to have to make a throw as you're getting hit. But that's what I would have done in the play. I know yeah. that it's not how it's drawn up, but that to me, was just, it was just that clear to me that the wheel route was dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, always easier with a clicker, but I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. Like you're right. He, he does look horizontally capped. If you're, if you want to think about it, in Doug, Doug right. Maddox terminology, um, And and that's what we talked about earlier, right? Skipping reads. I actually think I you know I I didn't see it that way the first time, but I think you're right. As as soon as he sees that right after the snap, you could definitely make a case for him that he should just immediately go backside.
0: Right, because Kappa gets beat and it's not pretty, but it is a little. But like I and I just ain't no speed rusher here, number ninety eight for Washington. So I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's pretty, but yeah, I I I just would have liked to see him give up on that wheel. Sooner, I think he felt like he could still fit it in back shoulder and get to the goal line. I'm not saying it's the worst process ever. I just think that's one, where as opposed to the other one, where the other one where we saw Evans open, well, that one, his three man concept, it's open like that's eight yards on first down. Nobody's passing that up. Like that's what, how you're. Everybody's reading that out. But this one, I felt like it just wasn't there, and I would have liked to see him just kind of quickly move on and go to something else um, in the situation.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good observation. That's what I would say. That's my.
0: That's my two cents. Not trying to teach Brady how to throw. Okay. Here's the Godwin drop. This is a, this is a fast throw by Brady. I mean, you're not going to be able to tell from the all 22, probably, but it's a fast throw by Brady. But again, I'm just, you know, this is right in your chest, buddy. Like, and and you wanted to get it to him fast too, because you need him to be able to turn up field and, and, you know, take advantage of the space. They're trying to get him in here. If he can do his patented Bernard leap into the end zone, he can maybe turn up and get in here. Um, How he's, you know, scored two other touchdowns this season. Um, At the very least, he gets down to the one, right? And, And they've got a fourth and inches situation, fourth and one situation. That's like worst case scenario. If he catches this clean is that he gets to the one yard line drops it and it's a field goal instead of a touchdown probably i mean was- i haven't
1: looked at the chat but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting killed for that last play and i do want to just point out like when like the stuff that we're saying about that geo wheel round i think you'll agree that's kind of nitpicking in the sense that when you watch the tape normally especially after a win that's not the type of stuff that you're looking at and being like he should have done this instead right like this is yeah. like, more like it's kind of like a wash the actual mistakes right. that come up later then yeah, those are worthy. But this is the type of stuff that I don't even think the coaches are going to be like, ah, oh, you should have done this. Like,
0: right, right, yeah. yeah. Important to know the difference there. I think some things are wrong. Some things just could have been better. Could've, yeah, could have been better maybe. And a lot of those things, this is, won't be able to even be seen after the tape. Like it looks great because those Washington guys totally misplayed it. You know what I mean? And ran into each other. And you know, it, it looks great now. But you know, if they. Played even half decently. It's not like he passed up something he knew was going to be open and he knew that what was going on backside. You know, I I get why he's trying to do what he did. And Buck 97.55 is exactly right here. You know, it's, it's, I'm criticizing the decision. And again, like he's literally has to make this decision in, you know, 1.5 seconds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just tough.
1: That's why exactly, like if I were grading this, like I wouldn't give him a negative grade for that play by any means whatsoever. Like, you know, that that type of play happens even in, in blowout wins when you have, like, the best game of your life. Like, you'll have stuff where you can go frame by frame and be like, oh, he should have done this, you know? Yeah,
0: right, right, right. So, again, we're just trying to give you an idea of, like, what they're probably – you know, we're trying to answer your questions. But that play, definitely understandable. I just think I'd have liked to see him move off the wheel route um, yeah. personally. Okay, so we you know why I didn't get the touchdown uh, on that drive that they should have. Again, you've what, there's been four drops – there's been a drop turn that turned into an interception. There were a couple of penalties. Here's Tristan Wirfs jumping off sides on this drive. So, um, yeah, you're already starting first and 15. And um, quick one to Godwin, middle of the field. Anything on this one? I mean, he. I don't really think there's anything to say here. Clearly just trying to get the ball out, get the penalty yardage back, right, getting the second and nine. I think this is that last
1: drive before the half, right, the two-minute drive.
0: I th- think you're yeah. right. I yeah. think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Feel Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the fifty-eight seconds to go. Yeah. So, so you get the penalty to start things off. <laughs> Not great. Yeah.
1: So again, this is a concept where the bottom there, the two-man concept is meant to be a single high beating concept. The three-side, mm-hmm. this is a two-man, a two-high beating concept. They're playing too high. He works there. Uh, yeah. Just Godwin underneath over the middle. Quick pass. Keep moving.
0: Right. I would like to point out this OPI <laughs> by Evans down the field here. Bulldozes Kendall Fuller, sends him flying at the bottom of the screen. Great stuff. Mike um, Evans played really well, I think. And you know what's weird is that he isn't. You notice on some of these concepts that we've already talked about, he's not the primary read. He's not even to the primary read side of the field in some of these. Which, like, I get it. They just expect Washington to double him all the time, but people can Mm -hmm. see if they're watching this that he's not doubled a lot of the time and he's has single coverage. And I felt like maybe they could have used him more on the primary side of some of these reads in the first half. And they, yeah, and they just, they really didn't, right? Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff he's backside of where, you know, they're starting the progression.
1: Right. Yeah. It's interesting. They did. The one thing they tried doing is moving him inside, which we've talked about before. They tend to do against too high teams or teams that are playing too high against them. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'll keep an eye out for that because I know you said that earlier, like that you felt that he wasn't the primary read very often, just in terms of where he was put, which route he was running. We've already seen
0: that, right? We saw that on the, on the eight yard throw to Fournette. We saw it on the wheel, you know, he's backside of the, with the wheel. Um, he is
1: actually the, like the primary target on this play right here. It's a slow developing one. Uh, so in the meantime, uh, actually, yeah, this, I, I really like just. So th- basically, this is kind of like a dagger concept.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to say, this is dagger, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So but in terms of more specifically what they're trying to do, this is similar to what I talked about, uh, I think, on Thursday that they did against the Rams, where against these two high teams, you're, they're trying to stretch one side of the field vertically and then send a guy underneath from the other side. Yeah. And and it, it doesn't work as well against Washington because they don't match. But like, yeah. say, for example, the Rams, what they did, they have their inside corners match up the field. So what the Bucks would do is they would put three receivers at the bottom, send them all vertical, and then those zone defenders, instead of you see how the Washington zone defenders yep. they can stay in their area. Instead yep. of doing that, the Rams ones, they follow up the field mm-hmm. and then think about how much more open Tyler Johnson would right. even be then. Right. Yeah. But anyway, it still works here against spot dropping pretty well. Again, just being patient against too high. It, this is this is good.
0: Right. This is good play. Uh, again, you remember you're in second and nine here. So he gets right to the marker pretty much. Puts you in a third manageable. You know, they're trying to go fast here. Keep that in mind. Um, so, yeah, right read, right throw, hit him in stride. Good placement. He's able to turn up field, get basically to the marker there. I think it's third and one and a half here. Um, yeah. Okay. That we're. It's going to get... This is the Cam Brady play, I believe. To me, like this is where I start to get frustrated. There's a couple officiating clear errors to me. Oh, not this play, sorry. No, next one. But here you've got what this they're creating this kind of natural rub with Braid and Godwin. Godwin yeah. break into the middle of the field here. Braid kind of falls down, but that's it does exactly what it's designed to do. Gets Godwin open. Love the concept, middle of the field. And- yeah,
1: Brady Brady looks like he actually audibles this pre-snap. He gives some sort of hand signal uh to a pre-snap to godwin and bright changing their routes um yeah Good eye. The, i did not see that. yeah if you go back you'll see it he, yep, he's, see he's it clearly here. giving some sort of hand signal to them yep uh first he does right after this yeah this right. is just a protection thing yep um anyway he sees that they're in man which they were in zone this whole drive before okay they're mm-hmm. in man let me switch it to this rub like you talked about um Right. Sorry, right I'm there. Going there.
0: Very, I'm going very slow. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Gets the snap and then you're right. Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So yep. great. Just that rub right there. Godwin underneath. Nice yep. play.
0: Nice play. Yep. And although we are looking at, you know, kind of who's to blame for the offensive miscues, we're also looking beyond that and just pointing out some cool stuff too, when we see it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate you pointing that out. That's a good good call there. You'll, you'll you see, see it here. You can right, see it from the right, other view. You can see, yep, right, see right. him pointing yep, – yep, yeah, he's pointing it all out. Yeah. Very good call. Um, right on the money. Okay, and, and the next play, I just feel like this is frustrating. And they end up getting a feel good out of it anyway, so it ends up not mattering. And it was kind of a ball-don't-lie situation to me because I just don't feel like – again, like – wait, not maybe not this next play. Sorry. This next play, Jonathan Allen beats uh Ali Marpet again. Brady is throwing quick here to Fournette – or to – I'm um, sorry – Godwin or Bernard, um, to get this ball out because obviously a sack would pretty much cook him at this point. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say about this play. Like he's getting Marpet can't get beaten a one second, (laughs) let's put it that way. Um, so the the next play then is the Cambright one, and this is where it gets a little bit frustrating. There's a couple times Cambright definitely should have gotten a call, I felt like, and and didn't get one. Um, this was clearly grabbing a guy way down the field at the top of his route it just should be obvious like you can't do that it's just against the rules man like it's hard like <laughs> they just haven't gotten this call all year it's bizarre like it just makes no sense but you just can't check a guy in the middle of the field and it throws off obviously the whole route and then Brake can't get to the ball Brady's upset after the play he's turning to the official what, what are you doing what are you looking at how do you not call this you know i mean yeah. he's literally knocked off balance and the safety actually falls down Grabbing and hanging on to him as he, it's just frustrating. This should be an easy call. Mike Evans is, What are you doing? He's pissed. You know, this is the kind of stuff. I mean, this puts the ball at the 30 yard line. You've probably got a shot or two for the end zone, maybe. Obviously, they came with the field goal anyway, so it didn't, didn't matter. And thanks to the face mask, but yeah, this was, this was frustrating to me. By the way, look at Marpet and Donovan Smith over here. Just absolute murder on this side of the field. Yeah. Marpet and Allen had some battles, but this one was definitely won by the Bucks.
1: Another – so, like, obviously this was a perfectly fine throw, especially because he's expecting to get that penalty. But I'm a little bit uh, curious as to why he didn't look to Evans. He's isolated on a comeback route, I think. Yep. Um, and, and he has plenty of space, right? Just pre-snap. Just the way that that – the way that looks pre-snap, I'm kind of surprised that he wouldn't – Really?
0: Take... Down here? Yeah. the bottom of the screen? Yeah, you don't think so? Ah, uh, It looks like the corner slow slow-pedaling ready to break, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if he threw it with like maybe Evans could big you know box him out. I just think he sees brake running to space here, and he right again like this is potential huge play if he doesn't get held. Like if he right. can get past this guy, which he, I think he does if he doesn't get held. You know, I was actually wondering about Godwin because this guy is sitting, but I'm not sure where that is in the progression. Maybe you know, uh, it would be
1: after break,
0: right? So maybe yeah. he just latches on here again again if he doesn't get grabbed it's yeah but
1: that's also a really difficult throw if you look at it like yeah the that the outside deep third corner is playing way off as well so he's kind of squeezing godwin inside and then obviously right over the middle is the free safety so it's tough
0: yeah frustrating one again i thought there was two plays we'll see the second other one in the second half and then obviously the big catch and run to evans the washington surrenders that one so we won't bother to go through that one they face mask them they get the field goal 16-6 going to the half bucks offense comes out second half they get the ball great field position after the defense got a couple sacks i think or sack maybe uh and they run the ball for net not much running game really bottled down and got pretty ugly as the game went on um okay brady from empty again we've seen that a lot trying to recall which play this is now um Changing some things here?
1: Just looks like he's setting protections, yeah.
0: Setting protections, okay. He looked over God when I wasn't sure.
1: Oh, I, oh, he might have. I didn't see it.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, take a snap. Trying to remember which play this is. Oh, okay. oh, oh check down here.
1: This is us. Uh, so I've been wanting them to run this concept more this whole season. It's called Stick Nod. It's a counter to stick. Um, so if you just go back a little bit right at the beginning of the play, Uh, right there, just stop there. Okay. Okay. Um, Yep. So what they're trying to make it look like is the stick play that they run all the time. So where up top, it's a go route, clear out four net would be like a flat route. And then break here would be like, it's called a stick route. It's kind of, it's an out route, but he can sit wherever he wants. And it's usually going to be a soft spot against the zone. And then what you do as a counter is you get this guy to sell break to sell an out and up, or he he sells that out and then he goes up. You get a lot of teams the way they would do it. Uh, I don't think the Bucks do it here, but a lot of teams, they would get Fournette on a like a return route. So he would go flat and then he'd come right back underneath, taking that space underneath where Brait would be clearing out from going up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if the Rams do this a lot, um, yeah, I, I don't think Brait runs the best route here. And then also I would like to see them come back to it. You see how Brake cuts inwards like a yep. post route? Yeah. I would like – that's that's nothing wrong by, by him. I'm sure that's the way it was designed. But I would like to see them see this on tape and be like, hey, if we actually got him to just run up the scene, he would actually be open right there, right, mm-hmm. In, instead right. of going to the post. So that's the type of thing where it's like I'd like to see that adjustment. You mentioned it on a different play yeah. earlier where it's like, okay, you see this, you come back to it. Um, but anyway, either way, it, it works nicely with – uh, they end up going to Fournette here, but I don't see any reason not to get Fournette on a return route. Like he should be – there's no reason to send him out on a – flat like get him yeah. to come back in like come back in like yeah. how most teams would do on this play mm-hmm.
0: yeah you talked about that in did you talk about that in the offseason with me how you wanted to see that happen if i remember that? sure i
1: did i, I talked yeah. about stick nod definitely
0: yeah yeah i'm sure you said stick nod and you wanted to see these return you know could they get these some of these return routes going here i agree that would be better um i don't really see anything else i mean the safety wants him to throw this this sideline route um yeah. yeah to me
1: it looks like Tyler Johnson is unilaterally deciding to slow down. I have a hard time believing that it's designed this way because if you look at the spacing, he's never going to throw it there. Like that's just like an impossible throw. Yeah. Like Nate Tice actually talked about this on a play that was actually designed to be this way and he's talking about how much he hates it because in terms of the QB's line of vision. So I'm, yeah. my guess is that Tyler Johnson's actually supposed to just run straight up the field and clear it out, but he clear sees it, it out. Spot, so he slows down. But that's – it's like – still not going to yeah. happen, buddy. It's just not going to happen.
0: With that <laughs> that's right. um, okay, that was – I think that was – was that first down? Okay, no, second down. Third and three now. Third and three. This might be the run to – this is Bernard running it for your – no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. This is the hold. This is where Brady. okay, two holds on this play that are egregious in my opinion. Brady is over here. You'll see he gets held at the top of his route where Brady throws the football. Brady actually makes a split-second decision here because the Bucks blow the protection. Jonathan Allen, a defensive tackle, is coming screaming through the A gap at him, about to clobber him. He makes the right decision and throw here to Cam Brady. And Cam Brady is literally getting held. Can't you can see you can't see it a little bit from this angle? You can see him looking for the call, but actually, the more egregious one is Jalen Darden, who literally just gets absolutely destroyed on this play by William Jackson. (laughs) He gets tackled to the ground, (laughs) I didn't notice it live either, but literally gets thrown on the ground, already has his hands up. Um, yeah,
1: so just uh, Washington playing cover one here with no hole player, so there's no zone defender over the middle. That's how they have five guys rushing. And Bucks countering with the mesh concept, just those crossing routes, pick picking off against man. If you actually go back to the other angle, or even here, you can see Godwin fakes like he's about to step in the way of yeah. brights defender, like sticks a leg out, but then he sticks yes. it right back in so he doesn't actually trip him. Right. He's trying to set a pick. And and I, I was see yelling the hold about
0: here. This. I just wanted to point out the hold. Yeah,
1: yeah. The hold. I was yelling about it on the live stream because on the on the TV copy, they showed a replay where his arm is literally coming from behind and grabbing his shoulder pad, like like he right in he, front of his body,
0: yeah. The replay actually showed him in, yeah, you could see it clearly. It was like in the jersey. Um, yeah, again, like this is just it's frustrating because this is a drive, this is midfield, you're near Washington Terrier, right at midfield. Then after that, it keeps going. That's the drive to start the half. It wasn't too bad plays before that, you know. Third and three is not where you'd love to be, but again, right. you should be able to sustain, to keep that drive going and see what happens. Again, officiating your error definitely hurts the team. Uh, don't be saying, oh, the refs, this, like in the chat, we're pointing out the, the Bucks' flaws, the coaches' flaws, the players' flaws, and the refs' flaws. Like, it's all of it. It's not one thing. It's not like, oh, if the refs gave them this call, they would have won the game. That's all we're saying. Man. People always jump to that. It drives me crazy. We got to be able to point out ref flaws without excusing team flaws, player flaws, too. Um, you know, it's but- all... So
1: I just want to point out, John, that was the sixth possession of the game. And this is how the possessions have gone so far. First possession ends debatably because of that Tyler Johnson lack of acceleration out of the out route. Second drive ends because of that Darden interception. Third drive, bad throw by Brady on that Evans interception. Mm -hmm. Fourth drive. They, uh, it's that geo drop near the end zone, but they move the ball down the field and they get a field goal. Fifth drive. They barely have any time at the end of the half, but they end up with a field goal. Sixth drive is this one with a penalty. My point being, This is like you said at the beginning of our of the show. Like so far at least, there's no one guy to point to. It's just been like different people making different mistakes. And it this is just the way it goes, right? Like if if one guy screws up after another, there's no one person to point out right now. Like yeah.
0: I agree. It's, it's a team game and somebody just said in the chat and I think they're spot on. Like it's just, it is what it is, but we'll see some things by Brady as we move forward here in a second. But first got kind of a shout out our friends at Spotify Greenroom. If you like us getting into some of the nitty gritties of this, you'll like us on Spotify Greenroom as well. We talk music, sports and culture live. You can download it on the app store, get it on Google play uh, Spotify Greenroom, man. It's you can join the conversation. You can take the mic. You can give your perspective on a lot of these things. And if you like the hat that I'm wearing tonight, you can check out livinggolflife.com because they've got all the best golf apparel and uh, they got hats, they got koozies, they got glasses, they got all kinds of stuff at livinggolflife.com. There's a couple of guys that believe that, you know, golfing really is a lifestyle getting out on the course. They love to do it. It's their favorite thing. So they decided to make a brand, a company after uh, Living Golf Life. And so they some of the stuff they have is really neat and they're coming out with new stuff as well. And you can check that out at Life on Instagram as well some fun stuff with our guys uh, over at living golf, like Mike and Jim do some great stuff over there. So make sure you check that out and are giving those guys uh, their product and opportunity, especially with the holidays coming up and a chance to get some, some cool gifts for people as well. Okay. Let's get back into the tape here. We are going a little bit long on this show. We don't have that many more plays to go through. Um, but so, but it was always going to be a longer show with us taking some time to break down some of this stuff. There's a great run after the catch by Chris Godwin, but it's a design play. So we won't, go into a lot of depth about that one. This is an awesome effort by Godwin here, breaking some tackles, spinning off a tackle. Um, Okay, so we've got, oh, guess what happens, Paul? (gasps) Play action. Uh Uh-oh. Look what happens. Oh, the middle of the field where you haven't been able to throw all game is wide open. Yeah. Washington actually blows the coverage. We talked about this play a little bit before we went live. Washington blows the coverage on this one. Both these guys go with OJ Howard and nobody goes with Fournette. I think Evans actually, or Brady actually might want to go to Evans here, but he kind of right in his line of vision probably just sees both these guys turn and run and realizes he has this easy throw to Fournette right. who can get to where Evans is without having to throw the ball down the field. So
1: the way I saw it, John, and like I mentioned before, is yeah. right as soon as he turns his head after the play fake, Brady, first thing he looks at is the middle of the field to see the safeties. He's gonna snap his head right there, yep. right there. Yeah. He sees thirty-one. This safety. The way this looks is that this safety is capping this dig mm-hmm. route from Evans. Like right. from where he is. Like just based on the position, looks like it's not open. But credit to Evans, he does this a lot. He runs such quarterback-friendly routes. Run it. He changes his route. This yep. what he does is not designed. His his he's designed to just come across the field. Instead, right. he stops and comes down. He comes back towards Brady, and that's right. how he gets open. So if you're looking at this and wondering why doesn't Brady go there, well, the only blame he can put there is, hey, maybe he should expect Evans to change his route. But in terms of just the actual play versus the coverage, it makes perfect sense as to why he doesn't go there.
0: I, I agree with you, but I think if they don't blow the coverage on Fournette, he will go here. Okay. I think he hangs on to it. I mean, he's, he's looking, he's looking. I think he's hanging in. Like, he was willing to throw this one as he sees the safety drop out. I think he just sees right in his line of vision that they blew this coverage and he's like, Oh, this is, I'm, I'm taking this. That's, yeah. that's my, that's what I think. But, but either reason seems valid to me. Yeah. 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 Either way. I mean, team blows the coverage that badly. You're, you're, I mean, you're never going to get ripped on for getting the ball. But I'm, I'm pointing that out to
1: set up in the future where the no. one, it is his fault. Like I'm saying like yeah. this one, I can get why he doesn't go to Evans there because that free safety is capping it. But yeah. there, are, there are a couple that you sent me earlier today where there's yeah. no excuse.
0: Right, quick hitter Godwin, uh, good gain there. Gets about two yards or a yard short of the first second and two. Now I think they run it. He- no play action. Oh, this is the bluff pass that they, they right. scored on this with Gronkowski and Week yep. One. Oh, right? I
1: was gonna. <laughs> I had that written down. I was like, oh, I'm gonna sound smart and <laughs> point
0: <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even talk about this play at a time. No,
1: we didn't. <laughs> yeah. <Play laughs> yes. Action. Good Go block. ahead. Yeah.
0: Great stock. Great block here by Cam uh, Cam Breit. For selling it, yeah, just like he's it was patient. Demarcus Lawrence, I believe, who did it with Gronkowski.
1: He he's so patient with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: look at what play action does to everybody, including a cornerback in the red zone rolled up. Like, look at his feet. Look at him attacking, ready to come up field, and all of a sudden, a tight end's beating him down the seam, and it's an easy touchdown. Yeah, it just works, man. And the Bucks ran seven play action passes in this oh. game, Paul seven play action passes. and what did the
1: bills do john 17 i think and 17 highest percentage of the game
0: yeah <laughs> put up 305 passing yards just off play action
1: <laughs> yeah 300 yards on 17 <laughs> passes sounds pretty good to me
0: i'll take that yeah i think yeah. that sounds like a good day um Yeah, it's a great – the play action stuff. I mean, it was how they beat Washington last time and the fact that they don't use it. Everything's harder for Brady because they don't do it. Everything's harder for him. Here's the holding penalty. I'd actually like to point out because I know people were getting on Marpet for this play. I said it on the broadcast, and he was – I thought he was tripped. Donovan Smith steps on his foot, and that's why he gets knocked over here, creates the, the, the hold. You can see it. There. Donovan Smith stepping on his foot. He falls. Right. As a result, and hes I don't even know if it's a hole, to be honest. The guy just falls on top of him. I don't even know if he drags him. Maybe he does drag him down. I can see the hand right there. I guess it is. Good call. But um, either way, Brady's about to get destroyed here. Gets it to four. Now, this play didn't end up counting, obviously. because it's, So it's first and 20 now. Um, okay, this is my words start getting sticky. Now, this is, keep in mind, I believe their second to last drive of this football game.
1: Okay. And this is, from here on out, is what I have not seen yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's right. So, so be patient with Paul as he checks out these last few plays, but okay. So we have the touchdown to braid on the last drive. Th- that was their only drive, the touchdown to Brate. Am I seeing that right? Okay. Th- no, they had the, this is wrong. That's wrong. That's the score. Okay. They had two drives in the third quarter, right? Two drives in the third quarter, I believe. Yeah. They had the one that stood the three play drive that started that should have ended with the, ended with the Brate play. That was uh that it should have been a hold, was not called. Then they had right. a 43-yard touchdown drive, um, and then they had um, – then Washington scored, and so now the Bucks are down 23-13 in this situation. This is the – so they had three drives in the third quarter. This is the end of the third quarter right now. This drive is taking place, the last couple minutes of the third quarter. Um, okay, so Brady's pretty – I mean, protection does get leaky here, I'll point out, but what did you see on this play, Paul?
1: I'm just trying to see it right now.
0: Oh, wait, you haven't seen from this point on. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, so again, okay, so they're doing this this drop eight again. So yep. it's allowing them – so instead of – because the Bucks don't have a Godwin in, in the number three spot, they don't need mm-hmm. to bracket him. Instead, what it lets them do is they can close the middle of the field while playing two safeties. Right. So they're just taking away everything over the and middle. And this is a
0: safety, by the way. This is three yeah. safeties that they're playing in this situation.
1: Right. So they're able to take away the deep intermediate – Uh, middle of the field the way that you normally would with a single high safety Mm -hmm. while also having that outside support so they're they're just forcing you to check it down with this coverage
0: yep because otherwise this is yeah this is just tough because there's no line of vision to this guy there's nothing here with him trying to jump this otherwise
1: if if they were rushing for john and playing a normal cover two or something like that this safety that's right in front of Bray, he wouldn't be there and this, this concept would work just like, I think it's some sort of double post sit or double dig, something yeah. like that over the middle. Yeah. This this would work against like normal two high zones.
0: Right, right. Bray would be open, right?
1: Yeah, so so good adjustment by Washington because they know Brady's not going to run with the ball. So that's why they're able to just right. rush three.
0: Right. Um, and they even the fact that they leak through with three is, is pretty bad in this situation. I actually think Alex Kappa makes this harder for Tristan Wirfs when he comes across. He pushes the defender actually through Tristan Wirfs. Sometimes that extra help, doesn't end up helping here. Worfs, I don't think, gave up anything all game that was credited to him. I mean, he was phenomenal. Um, so Brady ends up throwing Fournette. Uh, not much there on first down. Again, just pretty good design by Washington, uh, you know, more than anything on that play. Um, you win some, you lose some. It was frustrating, but I think they took away what Tampa Bay was looking for there pretty perfectly, as you could see. Um, okay, I'm trying to remember some of these plays now as we see them. This one, Brady rips it middle of the field. Now, this defender's dropping out. You know, this throw, to me, you know, I think he sees his back turn and he just says, you know what, I'm making this throw. But that that middle, I mean, that linebacker is dropping out into the middle of the field to try and take away this throw. He just doesn't get over in time, I think.
1: Yeah. So, this is, uh, uh, if I'm seeing this right, this is like a part of their 989 go tree. Uh, Instead, the, the variation here is instead of having the go routes from the outside players, they have these deep out routes. And what Godwin, he normally has that crosser or post. This variation that he's running right here, it's called a buck route. And basically, he's meant to do this anytime he sees like a Tampa 2 type defense. He's meant to carry that middle field player up and then sit down. So you don't see this too often because teams don't play this coverage too often, but Godwin recognizes it. It's tricky because this linebacker kind of trails him almost, right? Normally, what would happen is this linebacker would get on top of Godwin and then Godwin would carry him upfield and then cut back. It's tricky because this guy's kind of undercutting him. Yeah. So, but it's there when he lets the ball. Yeah. Go. I think oh, Brady, yeah. a little bit more to the. Is this caught? It's caught. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Then nothing to say. I was gonna say. If, yeah. I here's the, the throw
0: from the other angle if you want to see it. Um,
1: yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah nice okay yeah it's like yeah, yeah he I'm just
0: talking. fit it in pretty tight window with the linebacker closing but i think he saw the linebacker's back turn and he saw the distance and he just said i can fit this I,
1: in. i'm not sure if the linebacker meant to trail him that i don't even trail's not even the right word but i'm
0: not sure either i i feel like normally they he he'd get more vertical with them right off the bat there and it just didn't happen. make it a lot easier to complete that pass <laughs> right, right. i'm not sure i'm not sure at all what happened there um Okay, Fournette or Bernard run. I don't even. Remember. Oh, that was the third and three, and they got it four yard run. I think good, good run by Bernard again. By the way, you know, lean through call. I'm just gonna just point that out there. He's running pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Here's play action again, and now this starts to get to some of these ones that I I think I didn't really like or understand from Brady. Like here, he's going quickly to Fournette. I don't understand why. Like this is. Godwin is wide open down the field within the progression here. Fournette is not open. You know, if he can break this tackle, sure, it's great. And if there's nothing else, I get it. But there is, and it's pretty obvious to me. I'm a little bit confused by this one, Paul.
1: I'm just going to try seeing it on my end so I can see it a little more clearly what the route concept is. Okay, I see this. There's a little deep turn concept. Yeah. Does he even look? Where does he go right away? It actually looks like. He, first of all, really weird footwork. I've seen them do this a lot. I don't know why. It actually looks like oh, Fournette was... is his number three here. So it looks like he decides right. to read the two tight end side, doesn't like it, and then sees Fournette open and then checks it down. So this is more understandable to me than, say, if had he started on the Godwin-Evans side, then this would be egregious. You know what I mean? But because I... he's...
0: But Fournette's not really open to me. Like, I mean, this guy is here like his defenders here when you're throwing these routes they're never going to be like in their hip pocket i, I just i don't know like in this situation why he right. feels like this is open is my thing i don't know i'm mean, not know i could well, be totally just, wrong i just would move on and find the guy that's right in your line of sight down the further down the field
1: he is horizontally like uncapped right like he's got the horizontal uh he's beat him horizontally in my opinion but the throw is not perfect so Fournette does this little jump thing and slows down. I mean, it's
0: pretty perfect, but Fournette just jumps. I think because no, he's okay. not confident in his hands. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. It, it mm-hmm. might have been a touch high. But e- even so, I just don't, I, I don't really, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, I guess. It just, to me, like once he he has time, like I just don't think situation, like you're down 10, you need this draw, like you need to be looking for some of these chunk plays. And this is a beautifully clean pocket. I just feel like you could say, okay, is there something? I, I don't know.
1: To my, me, I my just issue, feel like
0: reading this out is pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. Once this guy sits, I mean. My issue is more so with the
1: design. They love this deep curl off of play action. And I get that it helps your pass protection. But I'd way rather always, like almost always have something attack in the middle of the field off of play action. Like, imagine, like Godwin is designed to sit here. But imagine if he just crossed the field, right? Like if this yeah. is a dagger type concept or a deep cross, Y cross, something like that. Like why? Why do these deep curls? Right? Like the only benefit you get is the pass protection off play action, but you're not actually taking advantage of what play action does. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You mean because it's not the, like they're not taking advantage of of displaced players?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Because these corners, they're never. They don't give a shit that is play. I'm honest. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> Sorry, but
0: no, you get I mean, not It's fine. <laughs> it's they do Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: don't care. Yeah, but they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. That's play action. So they're, you're just, yeah, you're not doing anything with it other than pass protection. But anyway, I, um, I could be wrong though. Like you, you, you could definitely convince me that uh, Brady's making a bad decision. Yeah. I, 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 don't I, have a I,
0: I don't think it's the worst. I just think it, there's better. Just the game situation. I just would be looking for some of these plays that you can hit down the field. I mean, you've just, yeah, I, I would just be looking for some of them. I just don't feel like I don't, especially if it's different, if I feel like Fournette's, open like if they have you know we've seen a couple times where like it's it's open like it's there and i just didn't feel like that was really there um you know i don't know but uh here's a was a quick hitter to godwin fournette blew the block on this one um tough block though i'm not gonna hate him for it um okay back to pass again with brady um this one, they give up pressure. Evans is not open. I think he gets held at the top of this route. He thought he got held. It's hard to tell from the all twenty-two. We never got a replay of it. Um, I don't think anyone's open on this play, man. You can Brady argue that
1: Johnson comes open. Like again, they're just running dagger. But what but happens? Brady's to- already
0: flushed off his spot by that point. Like yeah. pressure's already pushed him out of the pocket. And I think and then the he first. Gets his arm,
1: but I think just from a process standpoint, the reason he's not looking there is the first thing that happens at the snap is that safety comes down and they rotate into single high mm-hmm. and dagger. You don't, you're not looking for single high, really. You're looking for too high. And, right. and that's why he, right away he goes to the isolated side with Evans. Right. But yeah, like you said, it, not, nothing matters when he just, yeah, doesn't
0: have I that. think he really wants to throw this to Evans, but the, the, the pressure right here and Evans getting, I don't know, contact or something at the top of the route there. Um, yeah, again, I just I'm not sure what there was to do on this play. Protection needs to hold up maybe a little bit better. Uh, I think yeah, it was Cap again. You'll see it from this angle.
1: They're sending five. That's why this coverage is a bit weaker than it should be. I was confused. I was like, why is Tyler Johnson so open here? But yeah, it's because they're they're sending a blitz off of this.
0: Yeah. Got his arm hit as he threw. Um so yeah, just kind of not execute, good execution by the group as a whole there. Okay, now we've got that. That was the This is the last three offensive plays of the game that matter. We're not looking at the the final two runs by Fournette. This was the beginning of the fourth quarter. So after the fumble, you're like feeling all good. Okay, here's the first down play. I didn't like this um, play action. And again, this is a totally clean pocket. His mechanics are completely clean. Like it is the dumbest thing in the world to me to say, like, because he got hit by whoever in the first third play of the game that he checks this down to Fournette because of that. I it just makes no sense. But Evans is just wide open further down the field. And I just feel again, like at this point in the game, you're looking for those chunk plays. This is just not open to me. Fournette is just not open on this play at all to me on this outbreak or this corner sitting. And Brady has a perfectly clean pocket, can absolutely make this throw. I know what you're gonna say. The middle of the field's closed here, but I no, just no, it's yeah. not. It's well, not well. I mean, gonna... you have a middle field defender here. No, but but I mean, he's not even. I don't think he's close enough. And it's also the way the way he's not I, close I, enough, right? That's my point.
1: This is this is the first one where I think Brady straight up like made like a really bad decision. Whereas the other ones, it's like okay, the interception was a bad throw, not a bad decision. Some of the other ones, I'm like okay, I get it. Even though he could be better, this is the one where I'm like, there's there's no excuse. And I'm with you. I don't. It, this has nothing to do with getting hit. You know, this is just sometimes. Yeah, you make he's not a bad jittery. Decision.
0: He's not panicking. He's not afraid of getting hit on this play. Like he's just. I, he's making this throw rather than this throw and he shouldn't on this play
1: that's it yeah and i mean like the you get the linebackers to come down so that you can hit this dig against play action also it's pretty cool what they're, they've they got going on here they've got oj howard coming on this yeah. wheel route from across the field
0: yep. this is something really- they actually have done a decent amount with arians in the past but they didn't really do it much last year
1: it's it's the problem is it's really slow developing it's like it's like you're trying to run leak right it's the common concept but
0: it's very similar to leak
1: it it does a good job of displacing 55 i think that is that linebacker over the middle so he first you're trying to get him to come down with play action then when he comes down he goes with oj and then evans wide open and again look at look at how evans runs this route it's so quarterback friendly he just comes down on instead of just running his dig instead of just going straight into that free safety yeah, Brady has to hit this, and he has to know that Evans is doing that too. Like, if it yeah, is by any chance he's just thinking it's a free safety there, he he has to know better by this point with Evans, right? Right. Um, so this is the first one where I'm like, okay, no, that's straight up bad. Whereas the other ones, yeah. I'm like, ah, there's some room for interpretation.
0: Yeah. So he missed. So he missed one there, I think, and then come back in the next play. Remember, this is that was first down. This is second down. And again. I just don't get it. Like, this is not open. Your pocket is completely clean. This isn't a jittery thing. This isn't a mechanics thing. This isn't like him falling apart in the pocket. Like as we see on the very next play, he makes a throw down the field. But like, I don't understand this. This is not open. This is open. This is open. And I'm not even talking progression. So I'm just saying like, this guy isn't open. Like no matter where he is in the progression, like I just don't understand throwing the ball here because you literally – this is exactly what the defense wants you to do. Like at some point you got to make them pay for that.
1: Yeah, you're running
0: – Yeah, okay. I know you don't like the route distribution on this one. I don't disagree. I just would hit Evans on this post for sure.
1: Um. Well, I, I mean, I think just – he's reading the left side of the field. i He's trying to – so if, if – he's got to hit OJ basically is my, in my opinion, more so than Evans given that he's reading the side of the field because he's not going to work to – This is, again, another pick He's not going
0: to pass up O.J. to get to Evans is what you're
1: saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going to read this. Because he's open. Right. You're going to read this O.J. to break to Leonard, but he just skips it, and he just kind of goes to Leonard right away. Yeah. Because I'm trying to – Yeah, I just –
0: I don't even understand. Like, there's nothing.
1: The thing is, OJ's not necessarily actually going to be open until that linebacker sees Brady throwing the ball. But –
0: where I mean, he's open here. Oh, you mean this guy?
1: Uh, i uh, sorry, I wasn't looking because he's yours. Show me. Again. Oh, okay, sorry. No, Which, are you
0: talking about this guy? That guy, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, he has him leveraged, breaking inside the field. This guy's just not making a play on the ball here. I, I don't, but I also,
1: yeah, like from a design standpoint, like, why not put that running back? On Evans and Godwin's side, so that they're the trip side, and he can read that side out first. Like, why are you making the strong side?
0: And this is what I kind of start saying. Like, like yes, Brady should have made a difference But why is Evans not in your progression? Like, this right. is clutch time, baby. Like, because from- again, from- we've seen how many examples of plays. It, there's only like 25 pass plays in this game that are that are non. You know, d- like they're undesigned. Like where they're not designed throws to g- got screens or something like that. Like, and. I don't understand why Evans is backside on, 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 what, five, six, seven of them so far in this one, that he's not even supposed to be part of the primary progression. The ball is unlikely to go. And I get used him as a decoy, but they're they're like, oh, Evans is always doubled. No, he's not doubled. We've seen a ton of plays where he's singled. And in this play, he's running free. It just, I don't get it at all. It makes no sense.
1: This is basically, John, four verticals. And four verticals against two high defenses, most of the time, it's going to go to the check down. But – why not make that check down on the side so he can read your best players, right? Evans and, go- Evan- yeah, Evans and Godwin are your best players. Yeah. Make them the primary read. This, just by design almost, is making them the backside and making OJ and Bray the primary read because of that reason. Like I think that's the reason, by the way, that he does read this side instead of the other one. It's because he knows it's too high. He knows it's likely going to have to go to the check down. But then put the check down on the other side. Yeah.
0: I agree. I think it's a good, good call, but I still feel like move on there if you're Brady. And again, to me, it's like, I get throwing the check down if the check downs open and nobody else is. but to me, I I just feel like like he can, he
1: can just try to rip this to OJ. Like he doesn't have to like, not even like, yeah. Like I think he could just throw this to OJ. Like I get why he's like, I'm not, the reason I'm not harping on the Evans thing is because I get why he's not reading that side of the field, but still he can throw this to OJ.
0: Right. Right. And then the next play, I mean, neither of those two plays hurt him. They were probably his worst two plays in my opinion, but neither of those plays hurt him because the next play throws the Evans for the touchdown and it's easy. uh, They score. And then they didn't get the ball back because the defense sucks. We don't have time for that on today's podcast, but that was every, that was it. That was the whole thing. You guys, you saw everything. And so I think you got, you got a great uh, look at it from uh, the all 22 perspective there. And we're able to kind of, we just kind of, were able to show you, I think like as much as we can, what, they look like in the game, like from, from the view of the coverage and everything. And you can see, hopefully people got an understanding from that, Paul, that it is just not simple enough. I, if there's one thing I could teach every football fan, it's not simple enough to blame one player almost all the time. And yes, there are situations with bad quarterbacks where like, or bad coaches, you know, like an Adam Gase type where, you know, it was going to be his fault a lot of the time. And you, there was a pattern that developed, but when you have a great player, and a team and an offense that is leading the NFL in almost every category and they go out and they have a horrible game. It is very rarely going to be just because one player was horrible. Like it's going to be a multitude of factors because this is a great group pretty much across the board. And so like, there's going to be more than one thing that went wrong. You can see coaching criticisms. You can see Brady criticisms at times. Um, It certainly was no tragic game by anyone, but when you have very limited opportunities in a game, they have 48 offensive plays, Paul, and the last two, I don't even count. So You know, 46 offensive plays in this game, basically. That is by far the lowest this season, the second lowest since Brady joined the Bucs. The only lower one was the Saints debacle from last year, which they turned the ball over like five times. So that just shows you this game, like how ridiculous it was. There's officiating problems. There's Brady problems in this game. There's coaching problems in this game. There's four or five drops in there that should have been caught. It all culminates. It's a team effort. Blaming any one person is just silly we don't have to do it you don't have to give in to the to the quick button narratives like you can join the resistance with paul and i and see the layers of analysis that go into this
1: and to add on i think my least favorite like the people that try to take it a step further and look at the film or the replays on tv copy my least favorite thing on twitter is screenshot analysis where you just take a screenshot and you go that guy's wide open why didn't he throw it there it's like you have to understand actually the design what's going on from a progression standpoint, because you can't see everybody at the same time. Like there, you know, yeah. uh, and, and, and that's not an excuse for that last one. I think that last one, OJ or Evans, it has to go there. That's, that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. More like the one earlier in the game yeah. where Evans is on the fade. like you got to like take it a step further and really try to see what's going on. Like, it's not just, he's scared, he's throwing check downs or he's just not seeing people like right. try to understand from a process standpoint. Cause like, I think when you look at it in that process way, I think we can agree Brady had some bad plays, but yeah. I hope he had a terrible game. Right? right,
0: right. And and fans can do what they want. I'm not trying to criticize fans for reacting and feeling the way they do. I want to be clear: like fans are, they can believe it's jitters if they want. Again, like, you know, I'm just trying to say: like, I don't. I think if you there's a way to sound more intelligent to your friends or the water cooler talk, or you know, if that's a desire, if it's not, that's fine, whatever. But mainly for media and analysts, like I wish we attached ourselves to, like I wish we fought a little bit harder to find the truth in these things before we attached ourselves to, to narratives like that. And honestly, even coaches say those kind of things at times too. Like, and sometimes they say them to the media just to give them a line. I think they're not going to go into X's and O's of it. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wish we got a little bit deeper at times because it's just, I think that part of it's pretty silly Like, clearly Brady's not rattled on those throws. He's just making those decisions. I just think that a couple of those decisions later in the game could have been better ones for sure. So um, yeah, right. this like, was, yeah. Go I ahead. think,
1: um, you know, like, I think a lot of times, this happens a lot, uh, is when you look at things from a play-by-play standpoint, it's usually not, like, one thing is so egregious, right? Or, like, that a play call is so bad or anything like that. And uh, this is actually most pertinent to the coaches. Like, I think when we went through the plays, I don't think we saw a single play where we were like, why would you call it? Like, I, we were talking about that check down thing, but that's a pretty small thing, right? There's nothing, like, egregiously bad. It's when you step back and look at things from a more macro perspective, like, their running frequencies, their lack of play action, um, uh, their their over reliance on screen passes against too high coverages, like that type of stuff, overall adds up, right? Like I don't have an issue with any single run call, but that just an example. That's the type of thing that, in the long run, adds up and matters a lot.
0: Right, uh, I agree with you completely. I think it's a good point. Um, I would like to point out the protection was bad early in this game bad in the first half for the most it was, it was better in the second half there were definitely a breakdown or two so few plays washington did a great job with their blitz schemes i thought they had a couple really creative ones um so few play call, just so few plays in this game you know yeah. washington possessed the ball for almost 40 minutes of this game that is unbelievable that's a huge part of this man most games you get 10, 15 more plays. I mean, 15, most games, you get 15. Even if you lose, you get 15, 20 more plays to make things happen offensively, to make corrections, to get it right, to make up for four or five drops. Um, that's why we harp on them so much though when they happen, uh, you know, is because those drops change games. You don't always get 70 plays, Paul, to make like the right thing happen. So it went in a game when you win and you drop four or five passes and everybody, nobody wants to talk about it. And we want to talk about it, it's because those plays still matter, even if the because as part of the process, because in that game they may not have mattered, but they'll will matter in another game where you don't have as many opportunities to make up for the mistakes that you made. Um, you know, I think back to the Dallas game, beginning of the season, how many drops in that game? You know, how many drop, catch drops? You know, we saw the you know, Leonard, same thing with the with the Darden, you know, and now Brady's got seven picks this season, and four of them are just straight up not his fault. But you have the media throwing around the seven-pick thing, which is not even a lot of picks, by the way. We should mention that. But you know, that that that's you know that's part of the whole thing right is that like all of this stuff matters if you're not catching the ball clean this game it might just be a drop another game it's going to be an interception and that changes whole game i mean that that right. those, that changed the whole game when that happened and, and you know all, part of it's darn and he's a rookie but anyway there's just lots of layers to it is what i want people to see more than anything and you know if you don't want to see it that's fine i get it. fans react how they do but hopefully as media i just want us to the standard to be higher and that's why i really wanted to do this tonight and i appreciate you taking the time man. you know like the scheme you've studied the scheme and the playbook of arians way more than i even had so it's helpful to hear you talk about like how some of these concepts should be should be worked out um you know in terms of the quarterback's perspective that's why i really needed you on this show to make sure that i understood those things uh, really well so good stuff we appreciate everybody jumping in here uh alien and terrence and Uh, all everybody, I mean, the the comments are great and hopefully the interaction is great as well. I know some people probably think we're crazy, uh, some of the stuff we say on this, but here's some good news. Uh, some good news here is that the 49ers are up on the Rams 21 to seven at halftime and Matt Stafford's thrown two picks. I don't know who is going to get it together in the NFL right now. You know, pretty much every fan base looking at their team right now and being like, wow, in the last two weeks, it's like, yeah, you know, this team doesn't look for real or whatever you know the, everything's still all there for the bucks no question but the way they're playing right now i would i don't i consider the other teams in the nfc the other top four teams ahead of them the way they're playing right now but the best part is the bucks have control over a lot of the stuff that that ails them um you can see from this tape washington did some good things they were not an unbeatable it was not an unbeatable performance it's by
1: hard way. to overcome those two turnovers early in the game right like yeah like i i know it sounds dumb to say outside of that the offense wasn't bad but like it's those are those two mistakes are bad enough that it's like almost impossible to overcome it offensively, right? Obviously, there are issues on defense, but in terms of why they only put up 19 points, I think you can point to those two mistakes more than anything,
0: right? Yeah, we appreciate the $20 super chat a lot, buck 97.55. I know that that was a little bit skippy on there. Um, But, uh, and, and that's kind of how I was trying to show the play too. We are looking into some process of maybe getting some better software to be able to show you guys plays a little bit cleaner, uh, when we do these shows. But I think you still, with the way we did it, you got a a pretty good view uh, of some of them as well. So, um, definitely appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all jumping in or it's fun. We'll be back on what Wednesday for the preview of the next bucks game, which is on Monday night against the giants. Uh, we'll be back on, um, on, yeah, on Wednesday. Uh, for that one. So Paul, or Scott and myself, will be back for that show. We'll look into that one in depth. Um, and then Thursday, we'll be back as well with more analysis on the Peter Report Podcast. So as always, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. Thanks so much for tuning in and jumping on here for another edition of the Peter Report Podcast. Out.